0: This. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Kenny Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily In Sarah's Kitchen And there's free admission entertainment every weekend Welcome on and all to the DL Debate Thanks so much for tuning in Now on Highland Radio or back via podcast We have another packed show in store this evening Later on I'll be speaking with sports editor With the Donegal Democrat, Alan Foley On all county leagues And I'll be asking the question What's next? For the Donegal senior team. Former County star Maureen O'Donnell will be on the show to preview the All Ireland quarter finals and, of course, a special look at Donegal's game against the Dubs this Saturday at 2 o'clock. Shortly, we'll have some interviews from the Derry Camp as they prepare for an All Ireland semi final with Galway. We're going to hear from their manager Rory Gallagher and their captain Chrissy McCaig. But first up, our under 16 ladies went all the way to an All Ireland semi final last week, uh, beaten by Tipperary, a memorable run all the same, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by their manager now, Liam Skelly. Liam, how are you this evening? Uh,
1: Not too bad, Brent. Thanks for having us on.
0: You're welcome, Liam, you're welcome. You just just mentioned uh, off-air there, you mightn't get a word on the edgeways with me. I'll, I'll let you do the talk at this time. I know you're not shy. I know. I, I, I'm, but like yourself, I wouldn't be that shy. You know, it's not, it's not a problem. <laughs> it wouldn't help me, man. It's on on the road, Liam. It wouldn't help. Liam, listen. I've I've known about your 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 work with underage for for years. Here, you know, I see pictures up and 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 success and and the the, the fantastic work you've been doing. And again. Brilliant run, uh, Liam, this season. You know, we we uh, a massive highlight, massive uh, a story for, for them young girls. Just coming up uh, short last week, you were down in, in Roscommon uh, against Tipperary. Uh, Liam, um, how did that game go and, and, and I suppose the whole lead-up to that this season? Yeah, it's
1: been a successful year, whatever. We look at it, but you know, ultimately it ends up in a defeat, as we tell the girls. When they won Ulster, enjoy it because if you don't win the next two matches, you're going to finish the season on a downer. So enjoy the success when it comes, and and don't dwell too much on the on the defeats. Which, in fairness, they didn't. You know there was a there was a good old sing song on the way home, and the boss. You know everybody was happy enough. You know we we done our best, the best team on the day, and that's nothing we can do about that. You know we didn't get the break of the ball, absolutely not. But that that you're going to get that days. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the you're the in your, general
1: you, the whole build up,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah the, the run through Ulster, uh, Liam, as you say, you know, we we all know also championships are, are you know hard competitions to win, but you know, you, you you obviously had a brilliant year up into this, uh, semi, yeah. I
1: look, we started off our first game was in Lafford against um, uh, Monaghan back in February, and look, we we lost that one early that day, but we knew that we'd left it behind us, and we had to step up. And fairness went away. We we're away to Antrim, then we beat Antrim away. Then we beat um, Cavan at home, which was a big result. You know, Cavan got beat in the semi-final that night as well by Cork by a goal, so that that was a, a big push for them as well. You know, beating Cavan was give them great confidence. We lost into a great Tyrone team as well, and. Then we got Mona and then the Ulster final and we put things right for the first day. And in fairness, all the girls stepped up and really, like everything went against us that day. The first game went to extra time. We were warmed up. We had a stop. Then a girl got injured, took an hour for an ambulance. We we actually threw in two hours later than we were meant to, but they kept the focus and kept well prepared. and, And that's just the way them girls are. You know, they've been through a lot between COVID and everything else. Them girls came in four years ago, under-13 development, and they'd done the under-13 development. They're under-14 season, and then because of COVID, then there was no trials or nothing last year, so we used them in an under-16 competition. Which they were, some of them were two years young, for some of them were one year young, but they won that, and then out this year and stepped up again. So that that's good, and we also had 10 2007 girls in the squad this year. Because we kept a few extra because of COVID, and we used two thousand and seven gears just to get them up to speed, show them what it's all about. Yeah. And when that starts next Sunday, <laughs> they can go back and they can show the rest of them what the, what level they have to get to. You know,
0: good stuff. And Liam, who's 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 along with you there, and your 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 management team, and your and your setup there. The the,
1: the management team's growing <laughs> year on year. We we started off four years ago with that group of girls and there was only five of us but <laughs> we've, we've now got ten maybe and a couple others on the sideline as well um, Mara McCrudden and Anya Riley have been with me from day one they do all the looking after the girls anything need, they need They that looks after it. and Sammy Mahan joined us a couple of years ago uh, Declan McDermott and Donald Sharkey have been with us now for four or five years as well and then uh, Paul O'Loughlin joined us last year and he was a great addition, Paul took over all the coaching so left me a bit freer to do the management when I'm doing the coaching Sean Nancy Galler from Gidor another great addition to the to the panel and Barry Dowds from uh, McCool so everybody's come in everybody's played a role Uh, Suzanne Griffin, you know Kenny uh, has moved home and she does a lot of stretching, physio. Uh, yoga, that kind of stuff. So Suzanne comes on and does a lot of that with the girls, and then David McGinley comes on as well and does a lot of yeah, positive thinking with the girls. So that's, the the backroom team's getting bigger, but you know what? Everybody's doing a job, and everything we do improves the girls.
0: Yeah, Liam, that's phenomenal. It's that's great, that's, to you. That's 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 because you need all that, Liam. I mean, it's a massive county, and there's so much going on. As you said, you. It's more in a football team now in terms of its its development and and you're trying to put all the right ingredients in and, and those girls will take that back to their own clubs, the ones that aren't fortunate to, to play with, with with Donegal. It sounds like you've a great set-up there.
1: Uh, look we're not feared to learn or not afraid feared to be told we're doing it wrong either, And That's the secret, you know. We sit at the end of every year and we write down what went well and what didn't go well and what we need to improve and what we can do away with, you know, and that that's helping, you know, and you say the size of the county we travel all over the county. Like we've, we, traveled, we travel. We train in Gidor. We train in Kilcare. We train in Moville. We train in Bunkrana, Muff, Lufford, everywhere. And, and then, of course, bad week we do a lot in the centre of excellence because it has to be somewhere central during the week because you can't be travelling gears all over the county in a school night, you know. Yes. But at the weekends, we, you could find us anywhere. And in fairness, the parents are brilliant. They just no problem, no matter where you ask them to go they go, we weren't using buses last year or at the start of this year, it was all by cars so every match the girls had to be run in cars so the parents have been fantastic we go down to clubs for training days and they're putting on food for us they're looking after, the parents are sitting about, they're making coffee and sandwiches and uh, scones for them, they just uh, they're a great bunch, the whole the whole group the girls and the parents, absolutely brilliant, makes, makes the job easy you know
0: yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, uh, massive stuff. Do, do I see a, a Boyle a girl there from she Should hardly be Tony's daughter.
1: Absolutely, that, that's her. <laughs> that's really the, Yeah.
0: I tell you what, he's he's uh, he's put he's some fantastic uh, uh, Fupplers coming through the house there, uh, Tony. There's a wee girl Walsh. I think it's uh, Eva. I think it's the daughter of, of Sean, old school buddy of mine as well. So fantastic to see these ge- girls coming through and getting that experience. I suppose, Liam, and as we know, at that age. You know these girls are, are are a year or two away. You know they're, they're potentially playing with playing with the seniors or getting taken into the senior squad and and everything that that brings with. But of course, their their development as 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 young women as well being involved and in, and in, and interacting with their with their teammates and that is so vital to to, to I suppose their progression uh, not just in the sporting ways but as they develop as as young adults.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and. That's our, our prep is getting them prepped for the senior team. That That's what we're doing, you know, getting them doing the right things. Their nutrition, their rest, very important. Trying to tell young gears to rest after a hard match, to take the next day off, go down into the tide or something like that. They They're away playing some other sport or playing something else. They're very hard to get into that role of the rest days are very important to them, you know. But that's, I suppose, what the nutritionists and stuffs doing with them. That's what Suzanne's doing with them and the stretching and stuff like that. And the ultimate goal is: look, we sat down a few years ago and we said, look, we need to start getting three or four players out of every year group into a senior team because that's the only way the senior able to to keep going and survive and. You know, in fairness, like the seniors are more than good. taste, like the girls are always. There were a lot of the matches this year. Like there was one day along the sideline. I think it was the Cavan game, and I I counted must have been a dozen of the senior ladies there watching them. You know, and they come over, they speak to them. They're training in convoy there. They come over and have a word with them, and it it makes them feel great. You know, and it it involves everybody, and that's uh, I couldn't say enough good about the senior ladies the way they. They handle themselves, and that shows the young girls how they need to then handle themselves.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly notice that from the from the ladies. There's definitely a thing of a a real, um, I suppose, family kind of thing. You would get that. I know, sister Maria, Captain the uh, Donegal ladies as well, and you can see there's some interest about any help they can be. You know, sometimes I suppose our senior team is maybe a wee bit detached from from things they get. you know what I mean? It's like everybody's doing their own thing, but. The girls certainly seem see when the yoga's going on there, Liam, you don't be down getting getting joined in, stretching out, I can see you there in the leotard. <laughs> no that that's
1: uh, that's one of the ones we have to stay outside
0: for <laughs> thank God. You, you you stay loose there, Liam, because this, this county's gonna need your input hey, Who are you looking after next year then? Are you are you gonna take these on the next stage or have you thought about that? <coughs>
1: No, that uh, look I've been with them now for four years and we're gonna move them move them on up but uh, like we've a big backroom team so we'll hopefully split that up. We'll see now the applications come out now, we'll apply for the jobs and see who gets them, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. our plan is <laughs> we are this weekend off but we're back at it next Sunday morning in Lufford, um nine o'clock to eleven or eleven o'clock to one o'clock we have the under under fifteens who are the two thousand and seven, Girls Born two thousand and seven. So that's next year's under 16 team so they're on there next Sunday morning that's,
0: you're back at done it already we've six boy.
1: sessions with hey. them <laughs> we've done six sessions with them earlier in the year now, so they're back in Sunday morning and then Sunday evening and Convoy from 4 to 6 we have the under 13 development so there's about 150 13 year olds coming in Brendan so if you're available on Sunday evening we'll need all the help we can get
0: <laughs> yes boy well listen uh, we'll talk about that one, uh, Liam, but I'll tell you it's, it's great to hear and people I suppose, don't realise, you know, you see these teams come up now and then and what's going on in the background mm-hmm. I mean, you've just finished up the season but you're you're straight into the the future planning and that, so listen fantastic, listen, on behalf of everybody Donny Gold, G, people listening, fair play to you and the team there and, and to the girls as well a brilliant season and, and more to come Liam
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, keep building and if anybody wants to get involved, the door's always open, come and help us. We're always looking for coaches, we're always looking for help. And it's very important nobody realizes everybody plays a part, no matter how small a role you think it is, it's an important role, you know, they see them girls in around the dressing room and all. They play a major role getting the gears togged out, out onto the pitching time for training, out onto the pitch for time for warm up for games and stuff, you know. And looking after all their we needs, you know, and that's that's a wild important role and I have to say like Marla and Anya now have it down to a tee they're at it that long you know and it's yeah. great
0: yeah fantastic stuff uh, Liam listen we wish you all the best in the future you keep up the good work there you and the team thanks Ben appreciate Cheers. that thank you no bar no bar Liam Skelly there fair play to under 16 manager doing savage work there uh, and as says at the top of the show uh, Michael McMullen of Gaelic Life was along at the Dairy Press night there, and he got a couple of interviews from Rory Geller uh, First of all, Rory Geller you'll hear, and then Chrissy McCabe, Derry's captain, as they prepare for Galway this uh, Saturday in the All Ireland semi final.
2: Rory, I'm a week away from the last row in All Ireland, as a as a manager, it has to be just brilliant.
3: Yeah, listen, well, you know, whether you're manager, or whether you're. Uh, whether you're part of the, the starting team or so, but uh, it's a brilliant place to be, it's where every sports person wants to be, to be involved at this time of the year. And really exciting period for, for all of us and for everybody in Derry and something that I certainly enjoy and want to continue, you know.
2: You've been progressing game by game, but was there a moment in your tenure where you realised we have something here? Is there something that jumps out right at
3: you? I could, I could, I could go back you know, to some of the first training sessions we've done and, seeing Shea Downey's quality and Oshie McWilliams' quality and Naya Lockton's quality and Clucky to an extent you know, Potty McGrogan, CD, Lynchy, but you know it, you always I was always aware of the quality, we weren't doing things right so we weren't, um, there was a lot of dysfunctionality so it is but probably we regrouped well in mid-September 2020 you know we started the wheels in motion we were far from well prepared going into Armagh but we showed enough that day that, to encourage me to go back at it hard you know and just to, to, to probably even show stronger leadership and more very clear direction and what direction we needed to go so probably we got back at it that December then to an extent and then there was COVID hit again but we we changed a number of the personnel and we, we got a lot of a lot of good characters we refreshed our backroom team and that was probably the beginning of it you know.
2: And when you think about how close you were in Bali Buffet how big was the throne victory?
3: Listen it was massive Mal because um, the losing Dharma. you know and I told the players that after was the, the first defeat I would have had in terms of over ten years and it didn't hurt me because we didn't deserve to win it in comparison to the way Armagh would have prepared or the way Armagh would have worked as a collective in that season and the previous seasons. But the Donegal game was uh, was an unbelievably difficult day, you know. To accept, you know, for me personally and for the management team, I know, Chrissy, you know, I said, you know, that you know it was still a success in the sense that we could compete. You know, I felt, you know, as a group, we were devastated losing that game. You know, there was no back door, no nothing you know and you still lost in a game we should have won which I didn't think was a great reflection on us so beating Tyrone was very very important to me you know for, the, for on behalf of the players to get the wheels in motion to really start winning because they hadn't won enough championship matches you know and you need to start that journey and they still haven't won enough you know and that's I keep saying we have to fulfil our potential I'd feel very agreed if I didn't play a significant role in trying to fulfil the potential of Brendan Rodgers of Lynch you know of Niall Toner Emmett Bradley Garrett McKinless you know all the players you know, I, you know we've got to you know Give them the guidance and the structures and the help and support to get to get them to fulfil their potential and you know, beating Tyrone has started that process.
2: Like you'd said a thing to me on the phone one day that Derry needs to start winning games that they're not expected to win. You know, and you'd referenced that that hadn't happened, even league playoffs and things like that. So yeah. the mentality thing, was it more important than anything else?
3: I look it's getting the mentality right, it's not, not just on Tyrone. like that's the icing on the cake, beating Tyrone. I was very confident we'd win the game, get into it because of our mentality throughout the year. You know, since probably since you know three months before that uh, Donegal game when we got the league started in two thousand and twenty-one, you know, maybe around that April or May, whenever it was, you know, our mentality been me very strong. You know, and within that, there's ups and downs. So going into the throne game was very, very important. But that mentality is, is is day after day after day. And it's not just about work. You know, everybody can give time and effort. So it is, but it's the quality of their work and the quality of their ability to learn. You know how to be part of a team. You know,
2: and Connor Glass coming back into it and Gareth McKinnis coming back into it give you a chance to restructure things as, as such on the pitch?
3: Yeah, listen, if you look at the two of them are playing in the middle of the field now, you know, in four games, you know, I know what Brandon had a we stint in it there. It's significant, you know, and, and they were definitely a huge part of it. But as was, you know, Lenche's emergence and goals, you know, to be a you know a big six foot three or four goalkeeper, you know, um, you know, with, you know the, between gosty and Ben McKinless and different keepers have been in and out. There was no consistency, but you know, Conor and Gareth were a huge part of it. But as was, you know, bringing in Peter, a huge. You know, a trending addition. There's so many wee things, but and it all adds up. But you've got to, you've got to, I suppose, be very aware of, of what's working for you, what's good for you, and also what needs to be better.
2: The hype factor, like there's a new song released this week, and there's loads of colour and people looking for tickets. Where's the where's the balance between enjoying it and mm-hmm. and and game time? You know, from the players' point of view. Uh i don't want to be boring you
3: know and have the players and i think the hype should go through the roof you know i think uh players families should enjoy it to the max but obviously respect where the players coming from you know um i think uh, clubs kids everybody's businesses restaurants bars hotels everybody should try to enjoy this period it doesn't you know, there'd have been a long time without it. You know, I just think it's something to be to be very proud of as a county and something that uh, everybody should tap into and try to enjoy to the maximum and just live in live each day as it comes. And with the short term goal now, they've been having a brilliant day out. You know, you know, Saturday week against Galway and it won't impact the players at all. You know, good players can deal with that. You know, players that are maybe starstruck or maybe taken over by the occasions probably aren't worth having anyway.
2: And finally, we were down the corridor after the Galway league game and. I remember the disappointment in your face and just of the result and the manner and the margin and it seems like so long ago now and now it's Galway again.
3: Yeah, it's, it's ironic. That's what it is but it's, that's, that's life and that's something for us to uh, you know, we'd be proud of the way we've recovered since that but if I was Galway I'd be very proud of the way they went where it went about their season. They went, got relegated last year um, you know, in extra time against Monaghan in a tough you know they had to been in a group with dublin and kerry so this and they came out and they achieved promotion after six games so you know successful teams can respond to adversity you know we had adversity that day so yeah and we're coming up against a team with galway took criticism over the years you know parik had them flying and then covert hit and they went the other way they didn't get the results of one so look it's two teams going to go into ferocious battle two teams that you know would feel that they're new kids on the block to an extent and just want to be part of the biggest day in our sport
2: the video of that game rory was it was a game you watched more than any other game before Tyrone, no,
3: nah, n- not really. No, nah. um, watched it quite a bit that week, mm-hmm. and reaffirmed you know, to the boys the clear reasons why the game ran away from us so early and so so cruelly. So it is, but also it's not just you. Know, yes, we had we had issues, you know, coming out with the ball from the back. But I would wouldn't be proud of how I prepared the team that week. You know, I wouldn't be proud of how ourselves um, you know, coached the team going into that week and had the boys mentally right. So that's very very important that we set the right leadership and the right tone for everybody you know the players manage the game on the pitch but we have to take responsibility for the way we had about it that week
2: um did you go to crook park last sunday again to, to watch them
3: yeah went down last sunday and just absolutely loved the day Well, um you know it's some occasion unbelievable occasion yeah listen walking in we were come down obviously the, the same roads or roads as the are crowd and to see 25 thirty thousand our massive you know just green from ulster was phenomenal and you know the, the the game, then the way it went, and the excitement of, excite, uh, of extra time, and probably not having packed out Crow Parks You know, over the last number of years, it was just a brilliant occasion to be in, and very proud to be a GA person at it. But look, at the same time, you know you have to watch it and be there fairly, ana- fairly analytically, in the sense that uh, you know after maybe the first ten minutes, Galway were by a mile the better team. You know, thought they were totally in control, of six points up know there was desperate measures got our had goals and good luck to them and then reno needs kicked a wonder free so it is but i thought Galway we should run an awful lot of quality for 55 60 minutes that game
2: toughest game so far biggest, yeah. biggest occasion so far
3: yeah and that, but that's what you want you know you want the bigger occasions they was a big occasion and it grows then about backing the up against mana and then the final and then recovering to the play there to get up for the game but yeah it's a massive occasion but it's an occasion that you have to um just just be ready for you know and just uh the player's temperament deals
2: with that, and it's not something I'm in any way worried about. Chrissy, the last four of an All Ireland series has got a great ring to it. Has to be brilliant to be part of a setup that's at this stage.
4: Aye, it is. But I suppose in many ways, that's the that was the benefit of winning the Ulster Championship. Um, you were you were guaranteed, um would we'll say the smoothest pathway, but. To the alarm Quarter Final, but you were guaranteed the pathway that you know probably gave you the best preparation. In fairness, you know um, the provincial winners. I know some people are saying that four weeks was a long break, but for us it was probably ideal. To be quite honest with you, even just coming down after the elation of winning it, it gave us a real chance to get our house in order, and that was probably reflective of um, the performance against Clare. Albeit it wasn't perfect, but gave us the best chance and. Um, then another two weeks now to the London semi-final, obviously in the same boat as Galway, but um, all you can do is control your own preparation and um, so far so good.
2: He made the statement, this is our time with real emotion, um, what an achievement.
4: A massive achievement, but again you have to look at it logically and you have to understand that all the work has been done in this county over the last decade plus more by, by clubs, by schools, um, by the underage and Derry as a whole. Um, they've won a lot of stuff, they've been knocking around a lot, of, a lot of the pointy end of different competitions and you see that now coming through, Conor Glass, Shane McGWigan, Conor McCluskey, Potty McGrogan, Conor Doherty, Owen Lynch, Lachlan Murray, Matthew Downey, Callum Downey, the list goes on. Um, they're all there for a reason and um, yes we needed a signature one at senior level but I would like to think now with the ambition in this county and the quality of people and player that that wouldn't be an isolated occurrence.
2: Is the energy those boys bring to the setup? is that what it's all about? You know, the fresh energy, you know, just in? I think
4: there's a couple of things. Uh, One is their belief. They're going against players now that have played against underage and beaten. They don't carry any baggage and serious quality along with it. So, um, for me, that's it. Um, They want to be inter-county senior footballers for Derry. That is... don't want to say the most important thing in their life but it's certainly one of the most important things in their life and for me that's what it takes you can't play at this level or you can't cut at this level definitely if you're not unbelievably dedicated towards doing it and um them lads that i've mentioned plus a lot more are just uh driven to play for dairy and to me that gives me energy because i think for too long um dairy's new footballers have not been of that wavelength and that's been reflective
2: of the lack of success. Your own point of view, you've had a lot of heartbreak, success at club level, obviously, but from a dairy point of view, perseverance is your main word?
4: Ah, oh, it is, like, there has been a lot Probably epitomises you? Well, yeah, it is, but then you look at it, we can't all have had the same success as, as the Tyrone's, Donegal's, Carries, Dublin's, whatever you want else. Um, I've had good days in the Derry jersey too, albeit a lack of them at championship level, but I'm still very much gracious to the fact that I have, I have league medals, I've, I've played in two Division One finals, um, I've been allowed through Derry to, to, to play for Ireland in the national rules, they've played in one and real league cup teams, things like that. so yes what I wanted more absolutely but sometimes it's important to take a step back and realise what you have got out of it rather than what you haven't got out of it and you know, I, I would like to think that
2: I've been loyal to Derry and, and in many ways Derry's been loyal to me. You swapped your number 6 jersey for a, a spot in the fire lane in at the back. Um, it's something you seem to really enjoy, if enjoy is the right word for it. I look,
4: I suppose I understand that's a common enough question but if people look through the record books, They'll know that I spent the vast the vast majority of my county career in the full back line, I, know I and a lot of days that I have wore six, I've spent my time following somebody around the pitch, whether it be the pitch or inside, I know, I know I. um So it's, it's it's not it's not a new role for me. Um, obviously, this year, um, it's maybe gained a wee tiny bit more traction because of the, of the success with Derry, but most of my time in a Derry shirt has been has been spent picking up um, someone else. So um, it's not really. A new role as such, but it's a role now that I suppose um, I take. I wouldn't say more enjoyment in, but it's, it's a role now that maybe I'm getting more attention for because of the work of others around me, and then naturally the team's been very successful too. So um, I, I I wouldn't be here at this point at my age and with the number of years that I've played if I didn't fully believe in the group that we have and and and, and the management team because they've been first class and um, in many ways they have extended my career at this point.
2: You talked about the players around you, um, Gareth McKinless is now playing a central defensive role, Connor Glass, Brenton Rogers, it's allowed Rory to reshape the team if maybe that's a better way of putting
4: it? It has, it has and you would like to think with the conveyor belt of underage coming through that that can only get strengthened. Um, Gareth has been a revelation this year, Brendan's found a new gear, Clokie's found a new gear, the entire team, like, every day we've went out, um, somebody else has stood up, Connor Connor Doherty was man of the match against Rowan. Gareth McInnes, unbelievable against Monaghan, um, Connor Glass has found a new gear. Shane McWigan, Niall Laughlin, that's a really good sign of the team that every day we can't all have eight nines out of tens, but there's somebody stepping up every day when another big player maybe is having a quieter day, and that's what it takes to one major honours, and we wouldn't have won all championship without that template.
2: How tough was the Galway League defeat?
4: Massively to tough, yeah. Um, pull no punches about it. We we set out at the start of the year to get promotion. Um, it was a very rare occurrence, I suppose. I've seen, I've seen a stat that we were the highest highest point earners ever in Division 2 not to get promoted this year. We only lost one game in the league, but as much as the Galway game was, was poor, it was the manner of our own performance that was the hardest to take. And we knew with that, with the way the league fixtures fell, that that was promotion ended, sadly. Um, even though we drew with Roscommon, drew with we needed to be beating Common to keep our fate in our own hands. So, it was an unbelievably sore thing at that stage, but when you look back on it now, in hindsight, it refocused us. Our pre-season and our league form was scattered for a reason. With had Glen we were obviously in the Ulster club, Slaneil were in the Ulster club Hurland. Our pre-season was very, very difficult for our management team and then we had very little preparation going into our first three or four league games and in fairness um, you would have seen that in our performances. We won, yes, what did we won? We won five out of the seven, drew the oral one and lost one, but we never really played well in the league um, and it was only after the league ended that we could actually prepare properly that you've seen our best performances and, and in many ways that preparation before the league is still what's driving us now, it was just so diligent so professional, so driven um, we haven't looked back since
2: and going into Galway again I think their scoring average was 217 this season yours is 214 um, yous have conceded a point less I know there are only numbers but it points to something really tight next Saturday
4: uh, well you would, li- you would like to think so um, the, the first job in my opinion no matter who you go out to play against you want you want you, you, you want the game to be competitive um, we did not get competitive in the league so um, look Galway are a serious side um, and for, for Derry to have earned the right to play a serious side in, in the last four of the Sam McGuire, if somebody had offered you at the start of the year you'd have said absolutely so we're very gracious that we have this opportunity but we're also very ambitious and we're also very aware of the challenge that lies ahead and um, it's going to be a serious battle but at the same time as a sports person um, this is the arena you want to be in pull no punches and Galway are exactly the same so may the best team win.
0: Yep, great hearing from the two lads there What a what a brilliant uh, season it's been for Derry so far And one game away from an All-Ireland final Remarkable seeing as a couple of seasons ago They were in Division 4 What a turnaround for Derry We wish them all the best in their semi-final with Galway This weekend, now uh, I'm talking to sports editor with the Democrat the, um, the, A member of the iconic media group It is the one and only Alan Foley How are you Alan? I'm good, Brendan. Thank you. How are you? Oh, turn away, kid. Turn away. Oh, listen. Another huge weekend of weekend of sport gone past and weekend coming up for for so many reasons. Say later on, Maureen O'Donnell's going to be talking this about uh, about Donegal's. Donegal ladies, all Ireland quest with the hurling at the weekend. You know, two well, one very good game. Galway clinging on to, to Limerick and and uh, giving them a bit of a game, and which we're glad about because it's got Kenny blown away. A uh, uh, Clare on Saturday, and that's set up for a fantastic All Ireland uh, final because of the, I suppose, the nature of Kilkenny's victory. Alan, but you were, you were out and about around the around the grounds of uh, of Donegal the weekend.
5: I was indeed, yeah, Brennan. And uh, All County Leagues are coming to a climax now, so I was actually at termin Glenfinn on Saturday, and on Sunday then uh, we look after show as well. So Donna with the visitors and Eve Kill. So both games actually finished in draws. So uh good to get out in the Unusual. A bit. Mm. Uh,
0: I was thinking about the odds as you at the Them things problem. always uh they'll they don't, uh, they do not uh, they always enter your head you know, you know, and listen, you you do it for the next two years and it wouldn't happen. <laughs> they tell me um listen, what did you see out there? We're, we're we're looking for some green shoots in our in our in our those players that are not only entertaining
5: at the club level but
0: potential county players. What are you what are you seeing out there?
5: Well, first of all, just uh, the game in Tournament at the Burn Road. Um, you know, there was a lot of remembrance for Anthony McGrenra, who sadly passed last week. He was, you know, the vice chair of the Tournament the committee there when they moved the new Burn Road in 2009. Sorry. So, like, Tournament have long since been relegated. They've actually lost all 10 games, but they welcomed Glenn Finn on um, Saturday evening. Uh, Eddie Harkin, he read out the eulogy that was written by you, Harkin, at the funeral mass. Uh, it was read out on Friday by Father Michael McGeever. They read it out beforehand, they had a minute silence. And then the game itself, you know, dunfin have had a good season. They, they probably might have had an outside chance of maybe getting into the final. Um, but it was just quite an open game of football and finished one thirteen apiece with uh, Finn coming back in the closing stages. Um, just a good day. Uh, kind of a nice occasion, really, um, despite the circumstances. And a good game of
0: football there. Yeah, brilliant, days. brilliant, GA, man. What what a, what a great servant he was to, to the club. you just think, a Termon, you, you you thought of Anthony. You know, the really mm-hmm. really really sad stuff. Thoughts and prayers with the family. And it's it's you know I suppose it's one of those things. On with the the G A community come together and give all the support they can, all they can in this tough time.
5: Oh absolutely, yeah, and like the Termin GA Club played an absolute blender here and even like um Anthony's wife Catherine and the kids and all were even they were at the game as well, even though they'd only buried, you know, their husband and father the day before. So uh, I think fair play to Termin and, and also did Lenfin, and even Martin Coller, referee, he conducted them in a silence, you know, obviously a, a very well observed, by all yeah.
0: in the tenants there, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, very good. Nice to hear that. Um, nice to hear that. I'm um, just looking at, at the at the. I suppose you know we're going to ask the Donegal question in a minute, where where you see see us going and what he thinks next. And this question's looming out there uh, so long now. Um, what's happening next? But first of all, I'm just on the on all county leagues. Uh, and if Connell are in, in in the final, and and there's a potential another couple of uh, teams that could join them.
5: Yes, they managed to overcome St. Julian's yesterday. Brennan and Atlantis. the score there was 111 to eight, And you have to have him at Sinead Connell as well. Um, commitment certainly isn't an issue down there. AJ Gallagher was married on Friday. Uh, he took his place on the bench on Sunday. Leo McLoon and AJ's brother, Huey, they were uh, the groomsmen. The two guys started. So, uh, AJ, maybe the 6 o'clock throw-in might have helped him, but he said he would be there and he'd be available. But little did he know, after two injuries early in the game, he would be taken on after only nine minutes. Right. So, he on a shift there as well. So, you have to hand it to, to AJ if I played him. Um, the lie of the land now is that's qualified Nate Connell for the final. Bukhar and his team likely to join them. They had a big win over Kelly Beggs on Saturday and Owen Q was back. And Michael Hegarty actually featured Brendan there in the reserve game. So, should he... Um, make it into the senior panel again. Um, this will be his 27th consecutive championship <laughs> year having <laughs> debuted in 1996. And um, Conor wow. coming in the car manager. He was speaking afterwards, and he certainly didn't rule it out. You know, um, Conor McShane also played it for the reserves and Patrick Gallagher. So that win, basically, they now go to Finn knowing a draw or a win will get them through to that final and should they lose to Dunfin, that will open the door for Arua. Their final game is at home to Termin. Uh That would take them up to level points with Kilcare, Brendan. But the fact that Arua won the head to head game, which is the first game of the season in April in Townie, they won that game in miserable conditions, nine points to four, means that Arua are still in with a chances, I suppose. And as I said, Terman haven't won a game all season. That point on Saturday was their first. So Arua will fancy their chances. And I suppose all they can do then is listen to see what happens in Dunfin.
0: Yeah, nice to see somebody else pushing, pushing in there, trying to remove the big uh, four as we keep talking about. Uh, Alan, good to see. Alan, just we we heard from Rory Gallagher previous here and Chrissy McCaig just with their big game coming up and a lot of lot of talk about the mentality and you know there seems to be a huge focus with this uh, dairy squad. Going into the semi-final, you know, and, and he, I love Roy's comment there just about, you know, Michael McMahon was at him keeping a lid on it and he was like he didn't want it, you know, go and enjoy it and embrace it and, you know, players have to be able to deal with these things otherwise they shouldn't be there. It was very fresh, uh, uh, I think, no-nonsense approach to him, to not to say keep everybody shepherded away from the hype, but let them, you know, I suppose, savor some amount of that hype and let everyone enjoy the occasion.
5: Absolutely, yeah. And you could even see, I think, for the Ulster final, you know, uh, they made a big effort, Brennan, with the schools and that. You know, I was reading things on Twitter that those fathers taking, you know, a couple of dads on the bus and there might have been, you know, 30 or 40 young fellas, like, and they were free for a fever pitch. And you could see the excitement that day in Um, They brought that on to Croke Park as well. Now, in the, now they're in the semi final. Like, I spoke to Rory after the Ulster final, and I suppose, like, the, the, the best thing he's done kind of off the pitches, Brendan, you always knew that was plenty of good footballers in Derry. The club scene was always really, really strong. It was just a matter of getting them all involved because that wasn't always the case, you know. And and he, he said it wasn't the easiest job in the world at the start. He had to get the ball rolling. But, you know, when when they kind of buy into it then, you know, and they could see the trajectory, the thing w- had been going on. They're, they're on a journey, I suppose, like a lot of people said about Donegal 10 or 11 years ago. And he said, no, you know, the thing about it now, you know, not only are the players bought in, you know, their families are bought in, you know, the wives are making sandwiches for training, you know it's really kind of snowballing there, and you can see the, the excitement building now ahead of the semi final against Galway.
0: Yeah, hard to beat the old training and Sambo's boy. You need them to keep you taking over. Chris McKeag, of course, saying this is this is our time. And again, like that, Alan talked about the underage success that these boys were used to. Beating other teams in Ulster and going out into Crow Park and that. so there's no baggage with all the younger guys. And then you have the phenomenal season that he's having, and the likes of Rogers and Glass coming back. McKinless, I suppose, committing. So, listen, things things boding well for for Derry. Are we looking across already with uh, NVSAs, And because you know we've seen a couple of defeats and managers stepping away and calling it pretty quick. But as is yet, you know, the Boner's meeting Mick McGrath this this Wednesday, I think. And uh, there still must be a question mark over what, what's happening now. What's what's your reading into the, the senior set up there at the minute in terms of Declan? I suppose he has a second year there. So, you know, is do you think uh, he could be possibly staying on?
5: Well, I suppose, like, as you said, Brian, you know, the agreement was reached last autumn, you know, late August, September time, you know, that Declan will stay on for two more years. Um, I suppose the reason that there's so much speculation is we haven't really heard, like, McGrath just confirmed really uh, to Peter Campbell last week the the Democrat that he would meet Decton this week. Um, we believe that's going to take place on Wednesday. Um, I think there's a county committee meeting coming up on the 14th of July, where Declan will kind of give his end of season review. Now that's common practice um, for every year whenever the the senior team goes out of the championship. It used to take place obviously you know maybe around August or September, but later in the year because of The fact the season has changed now, you see, it's going to be probably be in July one, so we might know a bit more about it there. But as I said, it's all speculation at the moment, nobody seems to know. There hasn't been any comment really from Declan, even after the qualifier defeat by Armagh. You know, the Donegal team didn't speak to the media that day, so so nobody really knows where it is. Um, I am and I don't know, I'm speculating like the rest, yes, so I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I suppose Declan wanted his time, you know, to sit down and and maybe take stock of where it was at after the game you know it was a very disappointing defeat by Arma um, just even the nature of the way Donegal went down and you know I hope whenever he decides you know as I said he's halfway through a two year deal but I hope he doesn't also feel like I have to go back here and prove these people wrong or whatever you know Declan's given 40 years to Donegal you Know, I think it was yourself, Brendan, and if you in the Sunday Times says probably only Brian McAdiff has given more than that, yes. Um, in the county, so like Declan doesn't really owe anybody, no, I think
0: no, so. I, I agree. Oh, I, I guess the the picture isn't it. Listen, I totally agree with you. I mean, my, my as a player and as a coach and everything that he's done to GA, you know, it's, it's been massive. I'm just so wondering, on the you know, if you had a team that was close to something there and you're wondering about a second year to me it looks like a wee bit of a rebuild Donegal has to do not only in terms of maybe players but also maybe styling it, it seems like there needs to be a bit of a, a, maybe a few year project put in, that's what I was just be wondering about Dekton now, like, like I say if, if it was knockout season, we lost Ulster finally, thank God, we need to get back in one one, but I suppose the manner and the defeat you just wonder now, it's maybe a, a more long term project we might need, that would be my feeling of it I don't know about yours
5: yeah, I think that's a fair comment, Brendan, for sure. Because, um, you know, even in the last two or three years, you look at Ulster, like we've always said how competitive Ulster is. Sometimes, though, that wasn't always the case. Maybe the reputation of Ulster was better than it was. But if you look at this year, like on paper, Derry and Armagh would probably be ranked behind Donegal, Tyrone, and Monaghan. So you're chatting maybe the fourth and fifth best teams at the start of the year. They both made the quarterfinals. Derry are now in the semifinals. Armagh were then a, a whisker in the semi-finals losing to Galway on penalties and then you have Donegal, Tyrone who are still running all Ireland champions and Monaghan there as well so like the, the landscape has changed and also and as you said Brennan I, I think maybe a rethink might be the best way forward you know we've seen the way Derry basically had to go back to go forward Brennan they were in the vi- division one league final 2014 against Dublin yes. then they fell to division four but they just build it up they build it up they build it up and like, they're still as I said on that Forward trajectory now, which could take them to an Ireland final.
0: Yeah, yeah, listen, f, f- great stuff, Fan. Listen, thanks for rounding that up. And listen, we wish they. That- the dairy boys, all the best, will be supporting them. I, 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 you get the feeling with dairy, maybe now, because we've been down so long, you know, we can't have a bit of, uh, I suppose, love for them in terms of coming up and only beat us in the final. But, you know, that freshness and the excitement of their fans and that, but that could quickly dissipate if they keep giving us an odd beating them. <laughs> that would be my fear. There's, these dairy boys are going to take a bit of stopping. And, and listen, we, we, we wish them all the best at, at the weekend. I'll, it should be two cracking semifinals.
5: Yeah, it should be because like even uh, like watched the the quarterfinal as I mentioned there, the Galway against Armagh. Watched the highlights that night and actually watched it again during the week and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Uh, you know, I think this year you know when you see the emergence of teams like Derry and even Armagh, it's been a while since they were kind of knocking on the door. Uh, even Galway themselves, you know, it, it seems more open like it used to be maybe twenty or thirty years ago where you could make a case for all four teams now. You know, like I really don't have a clue how these semifinals are going to go, and that's being honest, but. You can look at the four teams individually, and, and like they've all got considerable strengths. They've also got weaknesses, so it's a rather more playing field than it's been in the last few years when you had, you know, Dublin just completely dominating. Yeah. Um, So, I think you can see the excitement in that as well. You can see it with the like, Garvan took thirty thousand people to Croke Park. You can imagine like Derry will take a big crowd this weekend as well, and the people in Galway now, I suppose, the hurling um, has ended for them as well, and you know they've got a team worth backing as well there so you know they've kind of stiffened up as a team that they might have considered a bit of a soft touch but you know with the shot against Armagh you know they've, they've kind of evolved in there too. you see so um, I think it's in for a really exciting semi-final weekend yeah
0: yeah yeah can't wait for it Alan can't wait for it listen Alan you keep doing your thing out there and we'll, we'll tie in as the, as our own club championship unfolds hey? be be good to get your your words as the summer goes on Anytime at all. Thank you, Renan, for having me. Not at all. Top man, Alan Foley there. Fair play to him. Uh, Editor with the Donegal Democrat. A member of the iconic media group. Always good to chat to Alan. We're looking across now to the Ladies' Senior Football Championship. And the only people... Flying the flag now for the county. Unfortunately, our under 16 girls bowing out last week, but now we're looking ahead to our game with the dubs and some fantastic quarter finals uh, coming up. And to look across them, um, I'm joined by former county star, now top hunted with Highland Radio, the one and only Maureen O'Donnell. How are you, Maureen? Not too bad. How are you? You got the feet up. I'm the best. I'm the best. Hey, you know, we, we, we blow away the Monday Blues, hey, and we've got to look look forward to something. You know, a lot of doom and gloom around the. Round the men's game in particular here, uh, Mo, but Donegal ladies still within with a shout with, uh, with, uh, having a crack at the All Ireland. And Mo, just looking at the quarter finals coming up, the, you know, I know the, the seeded nature of the groups, you know, th- th- have now thrown up some fantastic matches. Donegal and Dublin, Monaghan and Waterford first out of the traps and on, on, Saturday at two o'clock. Then Cork, Mayo, Armagh, Kerry to follow and then finishing up with Meath, Galway. Some fantastic games in, in, in there, Mo.
6: Yeah, it's going to be a super lineup now um, at the weekend, Brendan. You know yourself. You mentioned some of them games. Uh, Armagh going to get another crack at Kerry, which is good to see because they lost out just very, very narrowly in the in the league final. Uh, Kerry up to Division One this year, looking very, very well. Like you know as well, but also Armagh. I mean, look, you've seen the display they had against Donegal and the Ulster final, I think Donegal's still reeling a little bit from that Brendan so some cracking matches, Meath uh, everybody's eyes on Meath this year, you know Dublin are probably the dark horse they want to get back in there, they want to get a crack at Meath but the cracks are starting to show you know and the Meath team, they're playing Mio. I should see, or sorry, Meath they're playing uh, yeah Galway so I should see the, 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 them coming through there Brendan but as you say, it's it's great to have Donegal in the Iron quarter final out the weekend that's our main focus, we're looking ahead Dubs, the third year in a row, they're playing in the Doves. Um they played them in twenty twenty. That freak goal by Sinead Ahern just cost Donegal on the day. Last year they played them in Carrigan Shannon, the same repeated last year's quarter final, Brendan. Um, you know, Donegal got up that cracking start. Jeremy got one three from the first three minutes, but it was Carla Rowe was the thorn in the defence, you know, in Donegal that day. She scored two three, so an outstanding player. The Doves, what do you say? I mean, they're a great a uh, great side, but Donegal have the capabilities of beating them, Brendan, at the weekend.
0: Hmm. and we'll just look at across it. There, there's, there seems to be a, a good few teams. Obviously, the reemergence with, with with Meath now that could could have a crack at this. You know, there seem to be maybe a bit like the men's championship. You know, with there was teams just dominating first Cork and then the Dubs. Do you get a feel now that there's a lot of sides? You see it, Kerry on the way up, Armagh on the way up, Meath on the way up. The the championship, you know, has 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 got a very healthy field it in terms of teams that are really getting their house in order and can compete.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Those there's a lot of teams competing every year. Like you look at last year's quarterfinal um, championship, Browns. The only difference is Kerry's in and Waterford are out. You know, and Waterford now are in a battle for relegation. And as you say, that's what it is. You still have the big teams like Dublin, uh, Cork, and uh, you know Meath. Now you would say up there. Uh, given their winning streak in the last number of years but as I say Kerry are starting to you know falter through and there's a good reputable side so are Armagh as well you know they're very very a steady steady a steady team on the ball steady going forward but then you have the likes of the experienced Dublin who are always up there they have five All-Ireland titles you know they're a very experienced side they be you know, reeling from last year's defeat to Meath and, and, and the All-Ireland final I definitely see them back. Like, I'd love to see Donegal beating them now at the weekend and Donegal are very capable of beating Dublin on any day as well but given the track record and you look at the statistics over the last number of years Donegal have been in the quarterfinals since 2017, they were beaten against Mill and 18 they got to the All-Ireland semi-final against Cork another big team, lost out in the group stages in 19 and then for the last three consecutive years they've been in the quarterfinal now again Stubman and I've lost two of them so it would be nice to see Donegal get over the line I can beat them, they proved it on the day there in the league semi-final Brendan that they got over the line but oh, Donegal got off to a great start last year as I said, I'd prefer Donegal nearly chasing the game because they nearly play better but as you say there's a number of teams on there that are it's changing all the time, girls are being developed at a young age now and it's great to see the talent coming up through the teams and as you say, like well, all eyes will be in Kerry, the Kerry Armagh to see who pulls through in that all we haven't been going that great all year you know I could see Meath maybe beating them, but as I said the cracks are starting to show with Meath as well so it's really there for the taking this year Brendan and it's great to see
0: yeah fantastic listen we're, we're, we're looking to get behind you know what Duddy Goals say that, that'll, that'll go all the way and give us another day out that would be fantastic well, I've talked to you a few times about tactics here and how the game's getting so tactical now, you know, we see some some high-scoring games and then the following game can revert to a very low scoring. So there's massive tactical stuff going on. I just wonder, the S and C see, uh, is is there a big programme happening in, in the background there? Because you're, it, w- w- while I suppose the, the top teams are looking for the edge all the time, there's more and more, I suppose, emphasis being put on the conditioning and that. Is that something you're, you're seeing up and up every year?
6: Yeah, listen, the strength and conditioning within the teams the it's that they're on, you know, the commitment levels that they have. And then the tactical systems, as you say, they're buying into. But, you know, a team that's out there winning the day. We've seen Meath now for the last two years. They've adapted the the men's style of defensive football, and they brought it in, and they have won games. But as I said, Meath are sort of uh, starting to crumble now. As I say, some of the players have been signed up for the Australian AFL teams uh, uh, Huge thing for them, a huge boost to their to there, but that can upset maybe morale within the team as well, you know. But the tactical systems have to be adopted out there to try and uh, penetrate that defensive team behind the ball system, and like Dublin are the only team to have beaten Meath now since their streak of one in but that's because Mick Bowen, a very experienced manager that he is, you know, he served under Jim Galvin there in times when the under twenty when they won the under twenty one senior All Ireland Championship and the senior championship. He's young with DCU, he's won three Sigars and titles since he took the dubs over like he's just he, they've won they've won four All Ireland titles. They've won uh, two National League Division 1 titles and four Leinster titles under him. And he was the only one that was able to, you know, set up and change his whole tactical system to play against Meath. And that's what you need. You need to be able to go out there on a daily basis and change your style of football to to adapt to the system that you're playing against. You know, we've seen, we've seen the Austria final there. Donegal, very defensive. Armagh, very defensive. Seen the same in the men's game. It ended up a very boring game of football. So, you know, the skill level of the of the game has been taken out to adapt for these systems that are coming on. And they're players that are not naturally in their, their perfect positions, like a wing half-back playing as a wing half-forward or vice versa. You see this happening a lot. You see, like, centre half-forwards being back be brought back into the centre half-back position as a defensive player to be able to spray the ball forward there and times like so players are just you know it takes a lot of commitment and dedication from the players they have to be very versatile now their strength and conditioning has to be good their diets have to be good they just have to be super super players out there you know to try and you know infiltrate other systems of play mm-hmm. Brendan uh, so that's what's happening out there. The, the ladies' game has definitely changed, especially in the last two years since we've seen
0: Meath taking yeah. their one-in streak. You'd need a huge team there, Just, just as I say, Liam Skelly was on the very start. He's under 16 girls, obviously, going out the tip in the semi final there. But just, I, I was even shocked at the size of the backroom team that he had because, of, you know, yeah. I wanted just to note them and it just shows you from under 16 uh, level what's going on. But that's great for the next generation. And he did mention, well, if they were training anywhere near. The senior girls that they would come over and talk to them and that, and I do get that yeah. sense from the the ladies' game that there there seems to be that wee bit more of a kind of family thing. You know, sometimes like Donegal seniors are maybe very separate from say what's going on around there. You know, but there seems to be it seems very easy for the girls to go over and have a word and and encourage. I, I always got that vibe from 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 Maria and yourselves and that there. It's very quick yeah. to kind of help out and 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 kind of give uh, give the younger girls a. A word on 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 just a bit of it. encouragement, you know that seems to be a big thing in the in the ladies' game.
6: It is, of course, like as you say, it's family oriented. You know, you're coming in as. As, as club players, and you're coming into a county set up where you know there's huge rivalry within the clubs in Donegal, men's and women's, and you're coming into a Donegal set up there, and you know you're playing against you're playing against your enemy in the field in the club, and then you're coming in and you're playing with them, and they have to have your back when you're going out and wearing a county jersey, and it's it's, it's a massive element there that that the team be bonded together. Now, like let's look at Donegal, as you say, like the girls are absolutely brilliant there. You know they're they're huge. Um, role models and very inspirational role models for the likes of those under 16s and probably would have been an inspiration in pushing them on because the Donegal ladies let's make no mistake about it they're able to play in the big games they're played against the big teams and They've proven themselves to be in the quarterfinal stages, semi-final stages over the last number of years. So they can get there, you know. They're hugely experienced and talented, uh, talented bunch of girls out there, Brendan. They have been for the last number of years. You just can't seem to get over the hurdle, like on the, the big day. And you know, you just wonder what's what's the messy link? What what's what's the element that that's just lacking in their in their game going you know, out there? Is it, is it that they're not bonded enough or whatever? But, I mean, they spend so much time together. I can't imagine this. But, listen, a momentum, I have always said that momentum, winning as a habit, and when you're winning all the time, but they took a huge blow in the Ulster final, um, you know which I don't even know if they're over that then going into group stages they had a huge hurdle to to, to climb to try and get to get back on the saddle again Brenton, and get back to one in ways and they have done that like slowly but surely they have become but it's a big big ass now going against Dublin now at the weekend but as I say like, it's a fine margins, for
0: It's a fine margins, yeah. isn't it? I think as we're, as we're saying there, there's so much talent now between the, the teams that it can come down to, you know, you particularly at that Armagh game. You know, we had to give one twice, and you're right; those kind yeah. of sucker punches can. The only thing I suppose Mo, is you can maybe learn from getting into these quarters. And 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 who do who you say in your your you're fancy and and to come through? Who who would you per- predict as the semi finalists coming through from them four games, Mo?
6: Uh, listen, I think uh, Cork will overcome Mayo for sure. Um, Herma are just looking to get the one over in Kerry, but Kerry are very, very solid at the minute, so that's going to be a real eye-catching game, that one. I'd say Meath will be Galway to come through and look I'd love to say Dub- Donegal could definitely beat Dublin on any day I've said it to you before um, they did it before this year they've proven themselves in the past but uh, Dublin just might have a lot uh, a lot in the tank like the Sinead Goldrick back into the setup. she's just domineering there at centre half back this year they have Nicole Owens playing at wing half forward who's had a superb year and like they're dotted throughout the team with all stars like the midfield pairing of Jennifer Dunn and Kate McDade are just having a phenomenal year there you know uh, as I say so it's a big ass but that's, we're just hoping for a cracking game but as I say coming yeah. through there you're looking at Dublin, Cork mm, it's very hard to call the Armagh carry one and I'd say meet you know we'll probably have the edge over Galway because Galway's just not going the best this year so I'd say that's the semi-final pairing mm. That will come through. Then you have the intermediates on Sunday as well, so uh, to look forward to. Uh, and they in the semi final stages, Brendan. So, Claire and Leash and Wexford and Ross Collin playing the intermediate semis on Sunday. And then the junior semis is Antrim mm-hmm. versus Carlo. And for Manor taking on Limerick. So, there's a big fantastic. weekend of Lady football ahead. And brilliant. it would be absolutely amazing if the Donegal ladies could get over the line. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Keen
0: Health Mo, is everybody injury free going into this game?
6: Yeah, listen, they've had a lot of recovery time since the last match. You know, Wemer Galler's sitting on the bench now ready to go as well. So she's coming back from a crucial uh, injury. Karen's probably touching goal. Karen gosray she's had, a, she's been phenomenal. Like she come on as a substitute in the Ulster final and made a huge impact in the game. You know, I think uh, she's, she was on last weekend against Cork too and had another phenomenal performance, you know. Uh, just, it, just for unfortunate against Cork, they had a slow start, you know. And as I say, Donegal are brilliant when they're chasing the game. It's when they have that edge in teams or that few points in teams towards the end. They seem to sort you sort of sit back and defend the game rather than go forward and attack. They just lack that wee bit of confidence in their abilities and as I said to you before, like they're 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 well able, they're a hugely talented bunch of girls. Like you'll you'll not get a better team than a goal team at the minute yeah. than than what we have there on paper, so
0: Phenomenal, Mo. No. Mo, great, great round up. Listen, we're looking forward to a cracking weekend of of sport and listen. The ladies to the four. We wish Maxie and the the team all the best. Mo, we'll catch up as the, as the summer folds unfolds. All right, and we we we'll, we'll be rooting for a for a semi final in pair and I'm going to I'm going to look at these now, Mo. See if you're right now. The next day you're back. Who gets into a semi final? <laughs>
6: Yeah, yeah, have a look at you're them the anyway and uh, you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, come here, listen, yeah, I'm going on statistics basically and maybe performances <laughs> throughout the year as well. So no more, no more than yourself. I hey, you know I'll put I'll put my money where my mouth is now. Right, you, right. you can call me on it the next
0: day. No problem, no well, fair play, as ever. Thanks a lot. Super stuff, Brendan. We'll chat soon. Take care. We will indeed yeah, yeah, Marian O'Donnell, Farmer County Star giving us our views on the ladies, as the season winds down for senior, intermediate and junior, it's all happening this weekend and of course the All-Ireland semi-finals on for, for the men as well. I want to thank Michael McMullen for his interviews there with the with the Derry Boys earlier, of course uh, Alan Foley of the Democrat, Liam Skelly, under 16 uh, ladies manager. I want to thank everyone for listening this evening, Kevin Fury for producing the show and looking after me, good man Kevin, uh, head of sport, Oshin Kelly, I'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.